Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the show that keeps you healthy and helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. We live in a society that measures and medicates. We go to the doctor for checkups, and if something is wrong, we get some medicine. All the tools and technology and medicines deployed to maintain heart health are here yet heart disease remains the number one killer in America. And high blood pressure or hypertension is a major contributor. So today I thought I would talk about a factor in our health that contributes to this, and that is sodium. Sodium is found in our foods, and it is something that is inevitably found in all of our foods. Um, High blood pressure is caused by too much sodium, and heart disease is largely preventable and can be preventable if people watched the amount of sodium that was taken in by their diet. All you have to do is reduce that salt intake. And I know that sounds so simple, but it's not a matter of just what you put in your salt shaker. Uh, Oftentimes, the foods that we eat present themselves with salt or sodium, and we don't even realize what the levels are um, in the foods before we even salt them. In ancient times, salt was so valuable that they used it for currency. It was used sparingly to season and preserve food. Today, um, we use salt um, and we consume much more salt than it is even good for. And the biggest contributor to our sodium consumption is the salt shaker. Um, Approximately 75% of the sodium we eat comes from sodium added to processed and restaurant food items. In fact, if you look at the sodium intake and the sodium levels of restaurant food items, and they're all usually available, you would be surprised at how high these numbers are. Americans are still eating way too much salt. Despite public health efforts over the past several decades to encourage people in the United States to consume less sodium, adults still take on an average of 3,400 milligrams of sodium a day. Now, you might be sitting there wondering, what is the amount that I should be taking in a day? Well, according to the federal guideline, it should be 2,300 milligrams or less a day. And according to the American Heart Association, the recommended cap is actually only 1,500 milligrams a day. And, and that is actually less than one teaspoon. Um, those of you that are fans of soy sauce, you're talking one teaspoon of soy sauce. Yeah. So sushi eaters, beware. 
Um, you are way over on that. Um, again, look at some, some food menus. I guarantee you that you are in the thousands when you are going out to eat. Evidence has shown that reducing sodium intake reduces your blood pressure, as well as your risk of other cardiovascular diseases and strokes. Many high blood pressure medications act as diuretics, which basically stimulate the kidneys to remove sodium and water from the body, therefore relaxing the blood vessels in the walls and lowering the blood pressure. But before choosing to take this medicine that will get rid of the salt, um, it's better to get rid of the salt out of your diet. So how do you cut salt out of your diet yourself? Um, back in the day, I remember uh, my grandparents and my aunts and uncles wanting to take salt out of their diet. And I just remember the salt shaker being stricken from the dinner table. Like, no more salt shaker on the dinner table. It's not allowed. Well, it's not that easy anymore. Because back then, there were not as many foods that were preserved. And people ate whole foods. So when you when you made something, it was fresh. And so the only way that it got salt was for, for us we put it on the food. Now you buy something and it is permeated and it is sitting in salt. So we are faced with a whole different battle. Monitoring your salt intake begins with avoiding these packaged foods and processed foods. Um, Some of these include smoked, salted, and canned meats, fishes, and poultry. Hams, bacon, hot dogs, and lunch meats are really, really, really high in sodium. Um, hard and processed cheeses, regular peanut butter, and I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, canned soups are off the charts, broths, crackers, chips, pretzels, breads, and even rolls, pizza, and mixed pasta dishes are so, so high. Now, you might be sitting there wondering, I, I'm not understanding this. How, how does bread have a lot of sodium? I mean, something like chips of course, or hot dogs would have a lot of sodium. How does bread have a lot of sodium? Look at the sodium content of a slice of bread. You will be very surprised. Oftentimes a slice of bread might have three or four hundred or three or four hundred milligrams of, of sodium in that. Well you're eating two slices of it and now you've put some lunch meat on there and now you're having some chips and a pickle. You're you're looking at three or four thousand milligrams for your sandwich. One pickle has 2,000. So you have to be really aware of your intake. So how do you cut sodium? First off, you better start looking at those labels because unless you are aware of what you're taking in, you're not going to know how to reduce it. Since blood pressure rises with age, monitoring your sodium intake increases in importance with every single birthday that you have. It is the ounce of prevention that can result in the pound of cure. So here are some tips to help you reduce that sodium intake. One, read those labels. Two, prepare your own meals. Um, If you are buying things that are slathered with the label instant, then instant usually means it's preserved in something. Therefore, it contains salt. Um, I don't care if it's organic. I don't care if it is uh, laced with with antioxidants. If it is in a can, 
it has preservatives, and therefore it has sodium. So look at those sodium levels. Like I said, the peanut butter, it might be organic peanut butter, but peanuts might not contain uh, sodium, but the manufacturer might put a lot of salt in there to preserve it and make it taste good. So you definitely want to look at the ingredients and see, does it just say peanuts or does it say peanuts and salt? Because the unsalted peanut butter is going to have very low levels of sodium, but the peanut butter that does not say unsalted um, is going to have a lot of sodium. So you want to make sure that you look at that. What if you're buying canned food items that have sodium, such as beans or tuna or vegetables? Well, if you rinse them, it's going to help a lot. Um, But if you buy things that say low sodium, for example, canned corn, um, canned beans, they're all available in lower sodium varieties. They're going to make a big difference. Um, Certainly buying frozen is going to be better because frozen fruits and vegetables are not sitting in syrups that contain this salt or sodium. And in that case, when you thaw them out, they don't have that extra taste. And I'm pretty sure you guys can all um, think about this in the sense of when you taste canned corn, it is pretty flavorful. It, it, it has that flavor already, where if you take frozen corn, it, it's very bland. Well, that's because it's not sitting in this basically salt water. Add your own spices to food instead of salt. Um, there are so many spices that you can use to flavor your food that don't include salt. Um, black pepper, parsley, cumin, cilantro, ginger, rosemary. I mean, I can go on forever. Garlic, onion powder, um, oregano. Get your palate used to these other flavors and you're not going to want the salt. One of my favorite, um, I think it's Mrs. Dash makes a non-sodium variety. In fact, I think they have three or four different varieties of this um, multi-seasoning pack. And it's it flat out says no sodium. And if you look at the nutritional label, there is no sodium in there. And you put this on your food and it will give you some flavor. It almost tricks your palate a little bit to make you think that it tastes a little salty. But yet there is no sodium in there. Um, believe it or not, reducing your portion size is going to reduce the amount of sodium that you take in. So if you're used to having this big old cheeseburger and you are now going to reduce this to a regular portion size cheeseburger, one of which is uh, appealing to you and appropriately sized, then you're getting less sodium. Um, Our society and uh, Americans are used to eating portions that are oversized. So therefore, not only are we getting too many calories, but we are getting too much sodium as well. When you're eating in, Um, I have a lot of recipes available on my blog that you can incorporate that include very little salt. Many times I don't include salt in my recipes. I ask uh, my clients to add the salt afterwards because you can add the salt as you need it to get your palate used to the no salt. If you're just joining us, Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, we are talking about reducing sodium in your diet naturally. So this is something that a lot of people don't realize. Did you know that there are foods that are naturally higher in sodium 
but not high in sodium. Now, there's a difference. Higher in sodium means they have a little bit of sodium, just enough where if you add them to your food, they will give your food a flavorful, salty taste without putting your food over the top in salt. So what I would do is encourage you to add these foods to your menu and to your palate because now you're adding nutritionally dense food items to your food without adding salt. So you might be sitting there wondering, hmm, well, what are these foods? Foods that I can add to my diet that contain healthy sodium? Well, sure, there's healthy sodium, just like there's healthy sugar. You eat an apple, that's a healthy sugar. It's not the same as opening up a bag of sugar and sprinkling that on your cereal. Putting a banana on your cereal is giving you a healthier source of sugar. Well, the same thing goes with these saltier vegetables. I'm going to kind of go through some of them. So when sodium pops up on the news these days, the conversation mostly is about health and how to avoid the salt. So this conversation is going to be how to add salty foods into your diets that could actually satisfy you without putting your sodium levels over the edge. So here we go. Beets. Beets are so astronomically high in nutrition and amazing properties that will give you so many benefits. A single beet has 65 milligrams of sodium. Now, 65 is not a lot. We just discussed that one slice of bread could have 300 and one pickle could have 3,000. So one single beet has 65 milligrams of sodium. If you buy beets and you can buy them canned, you can buy them pickled even, um, and add them to your salad, well, now you don't need as much dressing and you don't need as much salt to your food that you're making because you've added this beet. Celery has 50 milligrams of sodium per stalk. So instead of adding salt to your stew, cut up a bunch of celery. I just made this beef stew. And for those of you that follow my Facebook page, I did a live video the other day of my stew and I blogged the recipe out. I took an entire stalk of celery and I cut it up and, or not stalk, an entire head or whatever you don't call it. And I, I cut it up and I threw it in there. So that in itself salted my stew. And because I prepared it in the Instapot, that high pressure cooking amplified the salt flavors throughout the stew. I did not need to add salt to my stew and I didn't add salt to my stew. So adding celery to your food is going to help. Chicken breast contains 70 milligrams of sodium per serving. None of my recipes require chicken broth. I'm constantly being asked, why don't you have chicken broth in your recipe? I don't use it. Chicken broth is basically salt water. And when you're using chicken broth, and, and believe me, go to the grocery store aisle and look up the sodium levels of these chicken broths. They're astronomical. I mean, you're putting a cup of chicken broth and you're adding 900 milligrams of sodium per cup. If you're cooking with chicken and you're putting chicken into your, into your recipes, 
the natural juices from the chicken are going to flavor your recipes. You do not need to add all of that broth. You don't need the bouillon. You don't need the broth. And certainly now you don't need all of the wasteful um, packaging that comes along with it. Um, the big old cans that you have to buy and, and, and open them and then throw them away. You, you don't need it. You've saved yourself money and you've saved yourself all that sodium. So those are just three things that you can use now to add flavor to some of your recipes. And there are a lot more. The point is, is not to say that you should start avoiding um, foods that are uh, high in salt. The point is, is that you should start adding some flavors into your diet that are going to give you some depth and some flavor and nutritional powerhouse meals that can boost and balance your meals. So not only have you added flavor, you've added nutrition, but now you've added a little bit of salt and it will not affect or compromise your food. Carrots is another one. 50 milligrams per carrot will add flavor, color, and salt again to your meal. I added carrots to my beef stew as well. And again, between the carrots and the celery, not only did I get the flavors, but I had the sodium. If you want them raw, cut them up, a little salty bite to some tuna, and now you have a little crunch and a little flavor instead of having to put salt on your tuna salad or on your chicken salad, you have that instead. All right, how about mac and cheese? You guys like mac and cheese, right? Well, cheese, obviously, is full of salt. Now, why is it that people will make mac and cheese? And I'm, and I'm just throwing this out there because mac and cheese is something that is a very popular dish, and people make it, and I see this all the time. They'll make mac and cheese or they'll order mac and cheese, and they take the salt off the table, and they salt it some more. That is what I call habit. So uh, veering off a little bit here, um, because I'm talking about things that we add to our foods to make them more flavorful, one thing I do want to interject here is we do need to get away from that salt shaker. So as you are adding these foods, these celery and these beets and these carrots and all this and taking away, taking away things out of your diet to create less sodium, you do need to get away from that salt shaker because it is a habit and I have caught myself doing it myself. Don't shake that salt. All right, moving on. Spinach and chard. Have you tasted sautéed spinach lately? Well, when it's boiled, um, it packs 125 milligrams of sodium per cup. And it is it does have a salty taste. But obviously, when you boil it, all of the sodium flows out into that water. So if you're going to take the spinach or the Swiss chard and you're going to put it into a stew or a soup or you're going to saute it, it's going to have a very powerful salty taste. Um, similarly, um, kale will do this. And not only does that give you the nutrients, but kale actually has 300 milligrams of sodium, providing a lot of salt into your meal. Now, don't be confused. I know you might be sitting there thinking, 300? That's so much. It is not 
so much because normally what you would be doing is adding a tablespoon into your crock pot and a tablespoon would be in the thousands. So what you have to do is really sit down and mathematically figure out the differences here. Um, yesterday I made this this new soup for one of the programs that I'm running and it, it had um, carrots, mushrooms, uh, kale, um, tomatoes, I don't remember some of the other things, but I did not salt it, it did not need any salt, and it was because I put the kale in there. And believe me, it was flavorful enough. So without rounding out a meal, add those greens to it, and you do not need to have that salt. Um, believe it or not, um, adding kale to your salad or spinach to your salad is going to also give you that flavor. And start adding some um, fresh spices like basil, cilantro, because not only are you getting vitamin-rich things, but you're also teasing your palate a little bit, and you're not going to need all of that salt. All right, so I want to highlight some things, though, that you really should watch for, and these are things that people don't realize are astronomically high in sodium. Shrimp, seafood. Shrimp and seafood live in salt water, so not only are they in salt water, but they are just permeated in salt. Um, crab, crab legs, lobster, um, they're, they're so low in calorie, but their sodium is off the charts. And, and if you have high blood pressure or if you're on blood pressure medication, I would certainly really watch the levels of that when you are um, consuming this. Um, Non-frozen shrimp could contain as high as 1,000 milligrams of sodium for a three-ounce portion of shrimp. I mean, and that's, that is just non-breaded, non-cooked, nothing. Um, so you really want to watch that. Soups. That is the n- number two big eye-opener. Go to the grocery store and just look at the soup labels. I've gotten to the point where I just don't even buy canned soups anymore. It's not worth it. I look at the label and I instantly, my rings suddenly don't even fit as I'm standing there in the grocery store aisles. I, 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 I'm I, telling you, and you're looking at this label and it'll say 1,200 milligrams of sodium per serving, and this one little can that fits in your hand is actually two servings. So don't do it. Make your own soup. Um, not only are you getting all the nutrients, but you're saving yourself all the preservatives. And by the way, that soup that I told you I made yesterday, I made this crock pot full. I gave half of it away to my clients because I, I made so much of it. It cost me $5, and I, I'm, I'm set for the week. So you're saving money, and you are getting healthy. And the next really, really big one is ham. Um, ham uh, is very salty. Um, ham is high in sodium because salt is used to cure and flavor the meat. Um, a three-ounce serving of roasted ham averages over 1,300 milligrams of sodium. And you can certainly taste it when you eat the ham. Um, I would suggest when you are shopping, look at the labels. Some hams are a little lower, especially if you're looking at lunch meat, but it's really hard one to get away from. Um, if you love your ham, maybe use just a little bit of it instead of 
eating a whole ham sandwich, use it as a condiment. Maybe just put one slice on to get the flavor. Um, don't make the whole sandwich out of ham, and that's going to help quite a bit. Um, in omelets, you just need a little bit. It goes a long way. You get that flavor. And actually, that could serve as your as your salt serving. Um, and then finally, the last one that I want to kind of warn people about, because this one is such an amazing source of calcium, and it is an excellent source of protein, and it can be found everywhere on my food plan because I recommend and I, and I tell people to get it, but it is high in sodium, and that is cottage cheese. Um, cottage cheese is a good source of all of those things I just named, but it is relatively high in salt. Um, one cup of cottage cheese typically will contain up to uh, 900 milligrams of sodium. And it is because it's cheese. I mean, the salt in cottage cheese enhances the flavor, but it contributes to the texture and it functions as a preservative. Um, therefore, you generally will not find low sodium versions of cottage cheese. So my recommendation, um, if you're going to eat cottage cheese, is instead of eating a cup of it, uh, like I said with the ham, use it as a condiment. Uh, only do a half a cup of it. So um, if you're a cottage cheese lover, put a half a cup on a bed of spinach um, or a bed of lettuce. And instead of pairing it up with a salty uh, food, pair it up with something that doesn't contain salt because the salt from the cottage cheese could be the enhancement of flavor in your actual meal. So hopefully you learned a lot. Hopefully these things will help you from retaining water because this not only is a health risk, but it is something that does pack on that water weight. And and no, it is not going to make you gain weight. Uh, retaining water and fluid from overconsumption of salt does not make you gain fat, but it does have a reflection on the scale. And nobody likes to wake up puffy. No one likes when their hands look like baseball mitts in the morning, and no one likes when their eyes feel swollen. Those are typically signs of water retention, and the only way to get rid of that is to drink lots and lots of water, um, add some fresh lemon juice to that water, and that's going to act as a natural diuretic. Uh, don't be fooled. Some of the special salts that you might see, the uh, pink salts, the Himalayan salts, those are still salts. Sea salt is still salt. When you are eating French fries that are hand cut with sea salt, I don't care if they're hand cut, they're still potatoes, and I don't care if it's sea salt, it's still salt. Don't let those buzzwords fool you, okay? The sodium is still there. So be very aware of your intake and try to keep your salt intake at about 2,000 milligrams for the day. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today and watch that salt shaker. Thank you.